normally I welcome everybody into the studio for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. But I'm glad nobody was here about three and a half minutes ago. Setting everything up, getting ready to record the show, my microphone fell out of its holder and popped me in the face. Right now there's not a mark, but I'm not going to be surprised if in an hour or so, or maybe by tomorrow, you see a red mark right across my forehead and the bridge of my nose. My microphone whacked me pretty good. I thought we had a good relationship here. We've done 81 shows now, and there has been no abuse. But I guess things have changed. I don't know what to do about this. Cry? Buy a new mic? I actually got another mic. I should replace it. That should be its punishment. You get to be in the drawer instead of the other mic. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Like I said, this is episode 81. I am your host, Brandon Lachance. This is my mic. He's a fighter. I'm a fighter too. It makes sense. There really is no hard feelings. I'm not going to put him in a drawer. No punishment needed. Maybe it was my fault. I don't know. But it happens. On this show, we have St. Bede senior Charlie Holmes. Great interview. She has a lot going for her. I was so glad to have her on the show. We talked about three weeks ago, Wednesday, April 22nd, the day after IHSA decided to cancel state tournaments for spring sports. So knowing that there wasn't going to be a state tournament, figuring that there wasn't going to be a spring season, and sure enough, we have not had any games. There has been no school, any of that. So she talked about her feelings. This is her senior season. Last year, the St. Bede Lady Bruins softball team went to the state tournament. It was awesome. I was there. I covered it. I actually talked to Charlie after the third place game that they had won. And it was a fantastic time for everyone. She wasn't able to relive that at all, whether she got to the state tournament or not. Her and the Lady Bruins didn't even get a chance to return to where they were a year before. She spoke about that. She also shared some Netflix suggestions, things that she's watched that she really likes. And she's really funny. She's awesome to talk to. And you're going to enjoy listening to Charlie Holmes talk about it all. And after you listen to this one, or maybe you go back, you hear this one, you're like, hey... There's got to be more St. Beat interviews or softball interviews or, hey, high school in general or we do other stuff besides high school sports. Talk to a lot of different people on here. People from all over, not just Illinois, mostly Illinois. We're branching out. We got some future guests that are going to be really shocking if you think this is just Illinois. We've totally branched out. But go in and listen to the archives. We are on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. 80 previous shows are all in there, and then this one, of course. If you have any thoughts or suggestions, anything that you want to say on this show or any of the others, feel free to hit us up on social media. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your CP. Also, anything else you want to add, you don't want to put it on social media. You want it to be, you know, person to person or, I guess, behind closed doors. Send us an email, Edge of Your Seat Podcast at gmail.com always appreciate all the love support and interaction not a lot of sports stuff going on nfl draft already happened the last dance episodes seven and eight will be tomorrow night on sunday hopefully you are as pumped up as i am every one of the episodes has been interesting i've said a few times episode three with dennis rodman is probably my least favorite 
just because I already knew everything. If you didn't, if you weren't around or you didn't pay attention, it's a good episode too. It fills you in on kind of who he is, even though, again, it's the same stuff that we've already heard. But all in general, it has been a great docuseries, 10 parts, 7 and 8 coming soon, in a day. I am very pumped. I have been pumped this whole time. For once, we have appointment TV, something we have to watch, we can't binge. I really think this is going to dictate how we watch TV going forward. I think we're going to go back, even if it's Netflix or Hulu or anything else, where we have to wait. We can't just binge everything, especially if it's new. Old shows, shows that have already been broadcast, you know, whether it was a year ago or 15 years ago, that's a different story. But new stuff, things that we have not seen, that we don't know about, yeah, we should do this. It makes it more entertaining. It makes it more enjoyable. It gives it something to talk about. When me and a friend or a family member or anything like that are watching the same show and they're on episode 19 and I'm on episode 11, we really can't talk because we don't know where we're at. Like they've already watched so far, so are they gonna give me spoilers about something I haven't seen? It's kind of disappointing when you have it like this and every Sunday we're watching the same show. So that gives us a full week to talk to whoever we want to about it. And I think that directors and TV networks and everybody is seeing how important this is because this is how we're talking about it on social media. I've had this conversation with two or three of my guests about appointment TV and how The Last Dance is taking over TV right now because it is by appointment. Sure, there's not much else going on, but it's also giving us something to look forward to. And I think we should keep that moving forward. I totally do. Also, another thing we should look forward to is home improvements. In this time of quarantine, thanks to the COVID-19, again, no thanks. I hate you, COVID-19. So does everybody else. What we don't hate is fixing things around our house. Make it look nice. Make it look pretty. Make it function the way that it did once before. You may start to see these things that need updated because of staying home during this quarantine. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help you. The family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows and doors, deck designs, remodels and garage and room additions. Owner Keith Miles has been in construction for over 10 years and is willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured, at 815-910-5982. You can also contact Olson Construction on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. I decided I'd want to do this like crazy story of the podcast thing, read something or find something out that I thought was pretty crazy and, and discuss it. I did it probably like three episodes ago and then there were some things going on and had a lot to talk with COVID-19 and everything that is going on in the world right now. So I kind of put it on hold, but we are going to do that every episode going forward. Northern Illinois, besides like the Rockford area, really doesn't get a lot of national publicity a lot of people really don't care we're here just like all small towns across america we're here i mean if they met us personally oh yeah those are awesome people <laughs> but in general in a whole like we're just here compared to chicago new york la you know those places those cities those
hubs of everything. Because we're not those. A Mendota, Illinois. A small town Pennsylvania. A small town Ohio. A small town Montana. Well, anywhere in Montana, really. But we're just not mentioned like that. When you see something from a local area on national news or a big city news, whether it's paper or TV station, radio, it's pretty cool. And to me, I think that's crazy because, you know, it doesn't happen every day, even though there are things going on and lives are just the same as they are in the city. Less crime, but still the other things that happen with people still happen. To see Putnam County on WGN because they had zero reported cases of COVID-19 made me smile and say, awesome for Putnam County. Now, I'm also kind of be, uh, hopefully this isn't rude, but I'm also going to say they probably don't have any cases because nobody's going there. I love Putnam County. The high school is awesome. I have friends there. Actually, the head coach of the IBCC basketball team that I'm an assistant coach for lives there in Granville, and I have been there many times to his house, to other places. So I'm saying that all out of jokes, no honesty in saying that maybe nobody goes there. But that is awesome for them to have zero cases, to be able to be comfortable in your own town knowing that there's nothing to be afraid of. Of course, the other things that we're afraid of every day, car accidents, cancer, but not this COVID-19 that has swept through the country and through the world in the last two months. So congrats to them, whether it's because they're being smart and cleanly and taking care of themselves or because nobody new came in to bring it there or nobody left, got it somewhere else and came back. Either way, it's all good. When you have zero cases of something that everywhere else has cases, I think there's only like six counties in Illinois that does not have a reported case. And that's just reported. I mean, there could be cases and nobody's been tested. Because until recently, the tests weren't as frequent as we'd like. And still, not everybody can get tests, even today. But to have zero reported cases, that's something special. And congrats to Putnam County. That's awesome. And it was really cool to see you on the news. And yes, we have heard that states are going to be reopening. And it sounds like Illinois is going to be one of the last ones. And that's okay. Don't start freaking out. No reason to protest. Hopefully it is because they're just worried about public safety. I know there's all this money deal and, you know, people are unemployed and we need to get back to work and we need money, but we also need to be safe. So that's what I'm hoping that this is. And if it's not, you know, shame on me for believing that. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I would hope that our government is not trying to use politics and money against us, even though there are signs. There's no doubt about that. But we have to try to keep ourselves busy because even if we think that, what are we really going to do? We've seen protesting. Has any of it worked? People have made their claims on Facebook and all over social media. Has anything changed? It really hasn't. So we have to sit back, wait our time, and just do what we have to do throughout this quarantine. So we got to keep busy. I mean, maybe it's work out. I've been trying to go and run and jog and stuff. I'm a bigger dude, so I'm like, hey, maybe this is a good time for me to just not sit at home and eat a bunch of food. <laughs> it's really hard. Trust me. It's really hard. That's why I laugh because you don't really have anything to spend money on. So you're just buying food. I have a apartment full of food that I will probably never eat just because like, Hey, what am I going to spend money on? Well, I could use this. I could use this. I could use this. And then it's been probably four weeks and some of the stuff that I bought is still sitting in the shelves and I probably won't open it. So I've been trying to work out, make sure I'm not eating a bunch of food. 
obviously every guest that I have on here, I ask about Netflix or what they're watching on TV or video games that we're playing. So I'll give you a couple of recommendations from me. Movie-wise on Netflix, it was probably like two weeks ago, I was going through the top 10 list on Netflix, and number 10 was a movie called Uncorked. I was like, I better watch number 10 because this doesn't look like it's going to go up the rankings here. So I checked it out, and it was okay. It was a B-level movie. It was about a guy who was working for his dad at a barbecue restaurant. It was family-owned. The dad had taken it over from his dad, so the, the main guy's grandfather, and he wanted his son to be the next one in line. And he had spent all these years training him and showing him the ropes and what you need to do to keep a business flourishing. Well, that's not what the dude wanted to do. He was really into wines. He wanted to be a chalier, cholier. I can't say the word. I am really bad at pronouncing foreign words. But it's a big thing in France. Most restaurants have these people that go to your table and recommend a wine. So these choliers, again, probably butchering the word, I apologize. They recommend it for you. What are you eating? Okay, this wine will go good with veal. This would go good with chicken. This would go good with the pasta that you ordered. Stuff like that. And they know everything about the wine. Where it's from, what kind of berry, how long it was harvested, how long it was stored. All these little details by smelling it and tasting it. So this dude wanted to go to school for it and do all these other things. And he ended up going to France to further his education about wine. And his dad hated it. Absolutely hated it. Because he wasn't doing what he wanted him to do and stay in the business. So that's all I'm going to say. That's kind of the gist of the story without giving other details. Other things happen. And if we're going to go a scale 1 to 10, I would probably say a 6.5. Not a great movie. I probably won't watch it again. But it was cool, worth a watch. But I'm also not the guy that is going to watch movies more than once unless it's one of my favorites. There's lots of movies that I thought were really good to great, and I probably only watched one time. So take that with a grain of salt. I give it a six and a half. Thought it was a pretty solid watch. Not great, not awful. Had some good characters in there. And it was a cool hour and a half to two hour movie to get your mind off of other things and, and to enjoy and relax. Game-wise, my friends and I are hooked on Rackfest. It is a demolition derby game. You can do other races as well, but we just do derbies. And it is awesome. You can either wreck your friends. We kind of started a game war. There's like five of us that play pretty regularly. My best friends, I call them brothers. And we tear people up. We made all our cars the same colors, same designs. And you know that we're friends if you're playing against us. No doubt. And there was a span of like five or six games the other night. So five or six different derbies, different races. And we finished like one, two, and three, or one, two, and four. Somewhere in the top four, at least three of us, like five or six races in a row. So we're kind of bullies, not trying to be bullies, but we're really good at the game. It's a lot of fun though. Sometimes I got to go like during the day when we're not all playing and just wreck other people <laughs> so we can actually get in games. We've been booted out of games. People don't like to get beat all the time, and we're pretty, we're pretty good. But play Wreckfest. And if you want to play with me, Last Chance 20 is the gamer tag. I'll be on your side. We'll tear it up. But Wreckfest is a lot of fun. Not a lot of thinking in the game. Not a lot of, you know, angst or worries or anxiety. You just get in the car and you blast people. 
That's fun. That's a lot of fun. I really wanted to do it in real life for a long time. Maybe when we get back to normalcy, maybe I'll try to do that. And if you're not into games, you're not into movies, or you're into everything, and you also read books, I am reading Running Blind from Lee Childs. It is book four in the Jack Reacher saga. And it is a pretty good book so far. I'm about 120 pages in, and Jack Reacher's Jack Reacher. If you've seen the movies or read any of the books whatsoever, he's a big gorilla of a guy. I'm taking that phrase from my mom who was on about, I don't know, 10, 15 podcasts ago. And she was talking about the Jack Reacher saga, and she's the one that got me reading it. And he's a big dude. He used to be a military policeman, and he doesn't take gruff from anybody. Now he's just kind of a wanderer, travels the country, doing what he wants, seeing what he wants. Every once in a while, he'll be dating a girl and just chills, see something he doesn't like or something that interests him, and he puts his two cents in. I really recommend the saga. The books are nothing like the movies. I've only seen half of the first movie and kind of was like, eh. First of all, the characters, Tom Cruise looks and acts nothing like the character in the book. The way they portray each other is nothing the same. So it kind of takes away from it. But the books themselves are great to read, and I suggest them to everybody. So if you want to read a good book, check out Jack Reacher. Lee Childs is a pretty good author. He's direct. Short sentences, but he will tell you every detail about everything. Like you are there. And it's kind of written in normal language. Like it's not archaic or, you know, you got to be a brain surgeon to read it or nothing like that. Nothing like that whatsoever. It's like two normal people just talking, having a conversation, using normal words, normal sentences, and it's an easy read, easy flow. Most of his books are like 400 to 500 pages, and I got through 120 in like maybe a day and a half with everything else that I'm doing. So it's a quick, they're quick reads, and they're really entertaining. Definitely recommend. Well, I'm going to stop talking. We got an awesome conversation set up with Charlie Holmes. Thank you, Charlie, for joining us once again. It was amazing talking to you. I hope all the seniors can keep their heads high and look through this part of time as just history and like, hey, I played a part in this. And unfortunately, it was my senior year, my time to do these things that everybody else got the opportunity to and didn't. I hope that that makes you stronger, that makes you know that you have way more to look forward to in the future and that your potential, whether you got to walk across the stage or not, is still at the same level. If you were a 3.8, 4.0 GPA, 3.0 GPA before, you still are. You're still that smart. And you can take that into college and prosper and do the things that you need to do to be as awesome as you can be. So I hope all of you can keep your heads up high, realize those facts, and do your thing in this world. We're watching. Definitely, the next generation's up. We're always watching to see what's going to happen next. So do your thing. You got my support behind you full-heartedly. With that said, we will be back on Sunday. It is Mother's Day tomorrow, and I'm going to have a guest that knows something about mothering and taking care of other people. Maybe. Oh, actually, I do. Her name is Jennifer Castle Escatel. She was on once before, and now she will be back. I think I said that she was going to be on today, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to scoot her over to Mother's Day because we did talk about our children. She's in New York being a nurse, 
taking care of people away from her children on this special holiday for her. So why not give her a gift and link her with her children and Mother's Day on Mother's Day. So that's what we're going to do for tomorrow. Until next time, peace. Today is Wednesday, April 22nd. Unfortunately, we found out yesterday by IHSA that the spring sport state tournaments were not going to be held, which pretty much means sports for spring are over. I know it hasn't been announced that there's no season, but there's no school going on for the rest of the school year, and there's no state tournaments. So really, there's no points, I guess, if you ask me, of having a season if the beginning and the end are already cut off. So I am saying that there isn't going to be any sports. I know there are some optimistic people who believe that there still could be, but at this point, it does not look like it. So this means that seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, you know, all classes that were looking forward to playing softball or baseball or getting on the track, they're not going to be able to have that opportunity. And especially for the seniors, I'm sure it hits a little harder. I have Charlie Holmes a senior with St. Beach. He's on the softball team. You are going through all of this, aren't you, Charlie? Oh, yeah. How does it make you feel knowing that you're not going to have a senior year to get back on the softball field? It makes me really upset just because um, I don't get to go through the experience of me this year because I was going to be team captain and I won't get to experience a senior night or anything like that. So, it just kind of like, almost like a punch in the gut to me. Like, I don't get to experience that last year of high school ball, especially with all of my close friends that I've made throughout the years at St. Bede. And it just, it just really just, it was a big punch in the gut to me. How long have you been playing softball? Oh, gosh. Um, I've been playing softball since I was like three, starting off with T-ball. And ever since then, just, I've always played so if you've been playing that long, somewhere along the line, this was something that you were looking forward to. That senior year of high school, you're the big dog on the team, or one of the big dogs on the team, and it was your time to shine. Am I correct? Yeah, that, I was really looking forward to that this year. And I'm not trying to rub salt in the wounds by any means, but I just kind of want to like relate with everybody else how kind of crushing this can be. I mean, last year, St. Pete goes to the state tournament. You guys are returning quite a few players, not two of the main ones. And pitcher Abby May, shortstop, Maggie Sons playing in college or signed to college teams weren't with the team. But you still had a pretty good nucleus coming back and could still do some damage, you know, if everything went well. So that had to be a letdown for you guys, too. Yeah, it was. But even though what we did last year didn't represent us for this year because it's a like it's it's a new team because we are missing some of the girls and you know people are probably going to get switched around and who knows but we were just ready to come out and play this year and we were excited especially with the beginning practices and then once we heard this and made our fundraisers with the fish fry we were all super excited about how that turned out to be and we're just super excited about the season and then it just all of a sudden hit and it crushed many of us especially for those seniors that aren't going to be playing sports in college it really hurt them more too and you don't get your chance to shine and show like as a team like hey yeah we had some great players last year but we still had great players this year yes of course we 
we really wanted to like show people that we can still go out there and fight for what we want and get what we want with the team this year too but we never got that opportunity to do that I feel sorry for all of you guys, definitely. I know how much sports mean to people. I mean, basketball meant the world to me. So I understand when you can't play and you want to play and you should still be able to play, what that means to you. So I I feel really sad for you guys. And the good thing is, is we're human beings and we adapt. We don't like change, but we find ways to adapt and become stronger after the situations happen. So I am hoping all the best for all of you. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Let's go back to that season since we were talking about State last year. I mean, it was a lot of fun to cover and be a part of, and you guys had a lot of fun on that softball field. Oh, yes, we did. (laughs) I covered, I was at the State games. I was at the regional final. I think the sectional final. I covered you guys probably like four or five times in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it was was a good run. I'm just happy that we were able to make it that far last year because we put all that work and effort into it because not many people in high school get to experience going to state and winning some titles you know it bounces around from year to year and I'm just happy that even though that was last year like I still got to experience going to state and winning those titles even though uh, my season got cut short one year That makes me happy to hear you say that, that you can still, you know, look back and be like, hey, you know, unfortunately I didn't get to play my senior year, but there was some awesomeness throughout my softball career, including going to state as a junior. So that's good to hear that you're looking at things, you know, as optimistically as you can. Yeah, I mean, because there's no way I'm going to be able to change what people said about this year's season. Like, it's obviously not going to happen, so I can't just be upset about it like I can be but I can also remember what me and my team have done throughout all the years because even like not even talking about my junior my sophomore year when I did play up on varsity I still got a regional and a sectional championship like I got to remember those times and what St. Peter's brought to me and how much we worked for it that just because I don't have my senior year there's still so many more accomplishments that I have done throughout the years with softball Definitely. Definitely. Very good way to look at it. Besides softball, I mean, you're also a student. So classes have been postponed, canceled for quite a while. It's going on a month, uh, like six weeks, I think. Maybe even more than that. So how has life changed? I mean, you spend 12 years going to school every day, getting to know friends and getting a routine with classes and all that good stuff and then all of a sudden it's wiped away you have to stay at home you have to do online classes just talk about that transition and and how you're trying to get by for at least you know your senior year that transition is honestly really hard for me because i am more of like a person to person like i have to sit in the classroom and look at the teacher and hear them lecture for myself rather than trying to do it all on my own at home and from that, like, it's just harder for me to adjust to it. But I'm finding a way, and it's all fine and good. But that's not really the part that hurts me the worst. It's that I don't get to spend, like, my last semester with my best friends that I've... Because St. Pete, everyone's new. Freshman year, everyone's new. No one's from the same areas. Like, a couple of kids might have came from the same school, but it's a brand-new class. Like, this class is never before 
they're coming to the school brand new. So by my senior year, all of us are best friends. All of us like lo- love to hang out, and we were waiting for the day where we would have like our senior picnic and senior prom and graduation and all those like fun things. But it just kind of like all of a sudden like got ripped from us. But I'm just happy that St. Bede is still giving us our prom and is still giving us our graduation. It's just is not the way we thought it was going to be. But not being able to be with my best friends that I started growing with since freshman year, it just kind of like, it just takes a part out of me because it's not even like we can still go out and hang out with each other. It's just, you're just isolated pretty much. And it just sucks. That's all I have to say. It just, it really just sucks. Yeah, I understand. When you said that St. Pete's still allowing like, you know, the homecoming and, and stuff like that. How is that happening? Not homecoming, but prom and graduation. Well, prom and graduation are both obviously pushed back. They're going to do our graduation in June, like June 20th, I think. And then our prom will be in July, July 10th. And obviously, if needed, they will push back those days but other than that, I'm just happy they're still trying to give it to those seniors. So it doesn't matter how long this thing goes on. When it's resolved, then these events are still going to happen for you guys. Yeah, which I'm happy because there are some schools where they just cancel it completely where at least we get that final closure with high school. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Were you a part of, or did you get to see the share the lights with the seniors where, you know, different communities and stuff were turning on lights? I know a lot of houses in the Peru-LaSalle area were doing that. Yeah, definitely. My family, both my dad and my mom, both had their house lights on for those students and athletes because, I mean, that was. I think it's just incredible that no matter like rivals or not, they're all schools realize like what's happening and they're all getting together and trying to do something good for the community and schools and students and athletes. Totally agree with that. Now on your own, you know, without school organization or anything like that, are you and your friends still, you know, texting every day, thinking about doing stuff after this is over with, uh, get togethers, anything like that, anything being put into plan? Oh, yeah, definitely. We talk about that all the time. Um, My class, we have, like, a group chat, and we are planning, like, obviously graduation parties are going to be postponed and everything like that, but once we can all hang out and see each other, I have a pond at my grandparents' house, and before, like, we do any graduation parties or anything, we just all want to get together and go swimming out there and having a cookout just so we can all reconnect before we start getting into the graduation parties and then, obviously, graduation itself and prom and all that fun stuff. Awesome. Well, if there's any extra food and any extra room in the lake or the pond, I'll be there. (laughs) Okay, sounds like a plan. (laughs) You know, chit-chatting a little bit before we hit the record button, you were talking about, you know, education after St. Bede and what you were planning to do and how important academics is to you. What do you plan on to do after high school? After high school, I will be attending IDCC um, to play softball with the Eagles. 
sure if I'm only going to be there for a year or two years, but afterwards I will be transferring for a year. And as of right now, it looks like it's going to be University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And I'm going to be going into the medical field. As of right now, I want to go into radiology. So I love softball, but what I want to do is going to cost like a lot of focus and schooling to where I think I need to focus more on my education once I get up into that level. But I'm really excited to go play softball with the Eagles for maybe a year or two before I get into the medical school. Are you sure you're a senior in high school or a senior in college? Because you like sound <laughs> stuff. No, I'm a senior in high school. <laughs> Very mature decision-making. The brain power you're putting into making your decisions, uh, you sound older than a high school senior. Oh, thanks for that. But yeah, because going into the medical field isn't very easy. I mean, I think I can handle softball. No, not I think. I know I can handle softball with the first year or two, but once I start getting into it, I don't know if I can balance the softball with going to college and like ending up moving away and dealing with all that at once so I figured just be smarter just to focus on my education when it comes to that time understandable and what got you into the medical field like why do you want to go into radiology what is it about that that you're like hey this is what I want to do with my life well growing up my mom uh works in the hospital at St. Margaret's and ever since I was little I would always go with her and help her she works in the surgical department and I would go with her and put on, like, the scrub gear that they would always put on and think I was cool or funny. And I would go around and help her prep cases before they happened the next day. So I'd go with her really late at night. And just from listening to her talk and then Dr. Perona especially is a big influence on my life. He is one of the people I look up to. So he really has a spot where he really pushes me and... I learn a lot from him, and he just—he's just an amazing person. And from him, I want to be somewhat like him. So that's why I want to pursue in medical field, and I just really want to help people. Like I love helping people. And from school, when I would take like chemistry and stuff like that, and radiology or radiation alone just stuck out to me. So I did some researching and it just really, really, really stood out to me. It's just something I really enjoyed and I really like learning about. And I feel like that's like a good opportunity for me to take on being a radiologist. You sound pumped up about this. That means you're in. You're all in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope I really, really am excited to go to college and pursue that work. And you were talking about playing ball with the Eagles at IVCC. For St. Pete, you were the catcher? Yes, I was a catcher. Are you going to remain the catcher for IVCC, or what were your plans to do on the field for the Eagles? When Corey and I talked, we didn't really specify positions, and no matter where he puts me, I will be happy, but I just have to earn a spot no matter what that spot is. And then I'll find out when the season starts. But I think right now everyone's the clean slates, fair game for any spot. So I'm really going to try to work for my main two positions, which would be catcher and third base. But if not, and I end up playing somewhere else, that won't 
won't hurt my feelings as long as I'm like a part of the team, even if that means I'm sitting the bench. Like, like it won't break my heart because I just know like I was lucky enough to be asked to be on that team. Definitely. And if you are sitting the bench, you have to make sure you're cheering on the rest of your team because if you're not, you're going to hear it from Corey Thomason, the IVCC head coach. Oh, yeah. I, yes, I will. And I will definitely be cheering for my team. <laughs> He's a big fan of his bench, his dugout, cheering on the people that are on the field. Oh, yes, I'm quite aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) And he expects it vice versa, you know, when everybody gets their time on the field that everybody is cheering for everybody. He's definitely like... Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. He's a good guy. Yes, he is. Hopefully you like playing for him, though. He's tough on his players, but a good tough. Yeah, that's what we need. So that's what I need, because if I don't have someone that keeps... Getting at me, I just will stay at plateauing. I just want to get better. That's always good to hear. Somebody that likes coaching and and wants to get better. Definitely a good sign. Yeah. Besides softball, I hear that there's some sporting, we'll call them adventures, that you like to do. What are some other things that you like to do in the semi-sports world? I love fishing. I could go fishing like every day if I could. Yes, every day. I could go fishing every day. Perfect. What is the biggest fish that you've caught? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Have, I even might have to ask my dad about that one. <laughs> okay, what's the coolest thing that you've caught? A fish that you remember like, oh, that's awesome. Probably a red snapper when we went deep sea fishing in or Alabama. They were, that fish was ginormous it sounds ginormous i'm trying to picture it but it might be too big for me to picture it yeah no it was huge (laughs) that's awesome deep sea fishing is a lot of fun and it's a lot different than your normal like pond fishing oh yeah but i love on fishing too when i on fish i usually fish for like crappie and bluegill or bass just for fun do you know how to fillet a fish do i know how to fillet a fish yeah no, I just have my dad do that. <laughs> oh, so you do the easy part and then let your dad do the tough part. Yeah, pretty much. All right, because of that, we have to give your dad a shout-out. What's your dad's name? Chris Holmes. He's a good man for flinging the fish. You do the easy part and he has to do the hard work. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'm not saying this... Or asking this next question because you're a girl. I mean, I see many guys. I probably did this when I first fished. When you catch a fish, is it weird to, like, unhook it because of how it, like, feels, the texture? And you're, like, pulling a fish off of a hook. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I definitely, like, cringe at it. (laughs) Especially with, like, bass and crappie. Like, I know you're not, like, actually, like, touching the fish. You're just putting your hand in its mouth. But, like, the way their, like, mouth feels, it just... Oh, it's just so gross. It's so nasty, but I still like it. (laughs) When I was younger, I made the people that were with me do the hard work. I was like, I'll catch the fish, but you're taking off the hook. You're doing everything else. I was the exact same way until he finally said, I'm not taking your fish off anymore. Like, you're going to have to do it if you want to fish. And then I started doing it by myself. Now, was that because he... Wanted to teach you how to do it because he didn't want to do it or because he was jealous that you were catching fish and he wasn't? (laughs) Probably some of both. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but probably more that he was getting sick and tired of me catching the fish and he didn't want to take them off anymore. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Is there anything else that you like to do outdoors sports-wise besides fishing? Yeah, I love hiking, especially, like, going to Matheson and Star Rock. Like, I just love going hiking. Awesome. Have you been anywhere else besides those places in Illinois? When we went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, I went up hiking in the mountains for a little bit one day with my dad and my brother, and it was it was amazing. The view is just breathtaking, and it was, like, one of the best things I've ever done. I have always wanted to stop in Tennessee and, like, get out and wander around. I've drove through Tennessee tons of times, but I've never actually, like, stopped and chilled and hung out or anything like that. So I bet that it would be awesome to go hike through Tennessee. Oh, no, it, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. If there was one place that you could go hike or go check out that you'd want to see, where would that be? Honestly, it'd probably be, like, Utah with all the, like, cool rocks and the way, like, the pictures are there. Like, it just, it looks so pretty and beautiful that I would love to go out there. Or, like, Arizona with the Grand Canyon. That'd be a cool one, too. I've seen the Grand Canyon. It is awesome. Lucky? <laughs> I will have to say, I've never asked somebody where they want to go and somebody say Utah. I've never heard that I, before. My friends are on vacation in Utah and they hiked a lot out there and they send me pictures and it looks so beautiful. And it just, that's one of the places like I think I'd really enjoy out there. I honestly don't think I've ever heard anybody say that they took a vacation <laughs> to Utah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not very uh, common, but one of my friends did, and it looks so pretty out there. <laughs> I'm going to take a survey with all my friends, like, hey, where do you want to go on vacation? Florida, <laughs> California, Hawaii, or Utah? <laughs> Utah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what they say, but I don't think there's going to be many Utah votes. No, probably not. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, one thing that I've been asking pretty much everybody since we are in this quarantine time, people are supposed to stay at home, stay away from people. This means that a lot of TV is being watched. Are you watching anything cool on Netflix or any other streaming services or regular cable if you still have it? No, I am watching All American on Netflix right now, and it is so good. So good. It's probably like very close to becoming my first like favorite show yet what is your favorite but, show now that it might be surpassing i love stranger things okay stranger, stranger things is my favorite show right now and all american is getting close to it i haven't quite finished it yet but oh i don't know it's just it's awesome it's about football it's like people want to watch it <laughs> Definitely. I've seen it on my little queue thing. I just haven't watched it yet. Same thing with Stranger Things. I haven't seen that. But I heard that it's kind of like a little too young for me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, my parents always liked it. And they got into it. And I kind of was like, no, it looks dumb. Like, I'm not watching it. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I have nothing to watch. Might as well try it. And I started watching it. Once you get past the first episode or two, it... It really, really, really starts to hit. You just want to keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. I'm like, whoa, 
It is a little mythical, so... So if you don't like that stuff, it might not be for you, but it's really good. True story. I took a Greek mythology class in college. <laughs> yeah, we had to learn Greek mythology at the beginning of this year in English. Did you like it? Mm, not really, but it's okay. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, nah, nah, it really wasn't that cool. <laughs> well, English really isn't my best subject. Yeah, if you want to get in the medical field and be a radiologist, probably English isn't your thing. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, very cool. I'll have to check out those shows. Yeah, they're super good. <laughs> I have to, if your parents got into them, at least Stranger Things, and that means I might be able to get into it too. Yeah, I mean, I can see where they're coming, like, it's more for kids, but it just still got a good storyline behind it. Awesome. I'll check it out. Well, Charlie, I appreciate you spending your time with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, talking about all kinds of awesomeness, including your softball career, your future, your fishing adventures, and some shows that I'm going to have to check out on Netflix. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, Charlie. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, too. Definitely. When you become a famous radiologist, I'm going to have you back on here. Okay, that sounds like a plan.